1: Welcome to the Go Big Redcast, the Husker Fan Sports Show, with Dave, Honky, Mac, and Boomer. Welcome to the
2: Go Big Redcast. I'm your host, David Gaspers, and I'm with Honky. Howdy, Redcasters. And I'm also... For the very first time with Gary. Hello. Gary is uh, a longtime uh, friend of ours from Columbus and uh, Honky's fraternity brother, I believe. Right, guys?
0: Yes, and a longtime listener. Yeah,
2: yeah. Gary's uh, actually experienced the uh, the Gaspers curse. We went to the Ohio State game a couple years ago on the road. Um, sorry about that, buddy. Nothing like a 62-3 to three, uh, stomping.
1: Yeah, this wasn't That's that bad today, I guess. No, 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 it was not.
2: Hey, let's start on the positive side. Way to go, Honk. <laughs> I like it um it it was a loss to the badgers 37 21 even though we racked up what 400 and was it 80 some yards Four, of offense
1: Honk? 493 yards 273 Four. rushing 220 passing
2: yeah um you know there are a lot of good things to take out of this game but a lot of frustration at the same time uh honky why don't we just start with your rapid reaction
1: uh what i thought about after the game was the same thing that we were saying prior to the game this week on, on the show was I I think I even mentioned that I could see us out yarding this team and still losing. And that's exactly what happened. Now we gave up a lot of yards to them too. They got about 480 yards themselves, but to, to put up 493 yards, we were listening to some stuff after the game, Gary. And just to hear what those stats look like for Wisconsin, like you have to almost go back to, I think their Alabama loss, in 2015 or something since they had last given up that many yards. I mean, that's a impressive. And Paul Christ even talked about it after the game about how, you know, well, we're not going to have to see Nebraska again when talking about some of his defensive issues. I mean, they, I think they recognize that, you know, Nebraska was able to do some things to them offensively. But the one thing that we noticed is that, as we've seen with other games, 493 yards isn't turning into 48 and 50 points. It's turning into, in today's case, 21. That's the issue.
2: Yeah, um if you've listened to us before, uh Phil Still guy and his one of his stats is uh uh yards per point, right? And you want to be efficient and Nebraska was the opposite of that today and and it was I mean they had 21 points and it was 500 yards of offense. Honky, you threw the stat out right after the game was over. We had nine drives that go into Wisconsin territory, is that right? And eight of them within the Thirty or something like that, and we get twenty-one points out of that. That's just—it's crazy that in the fourth quarter is a great example. We have multiple drives that go the entire length of the field, and we can't finish the drive off and get into the the end zone um, in the in those moments, which could have actually made this a, a tight game right at the end. There, you go for two, and you get an onside, and, and God knows what happens. But it, this this game was an example of uh, the the quote there that Frost had right was. Something about essentially we're either, um, uh, uh an inch away or a mile, a, a mile away essentially, right? And that is very true here. This is a situation where a couple of plays. I um, mean, I can think of the interception mm-hmm. and the kickoff return. You just eliminate those two plays and we potentially have a tie game or very close to it. If Adrian doesn't take that sack in the third quarter, um, where we've actually got a three and out from them to start the third, we're on first and 10 on the 25, and all we're moving the ball, just don't take that sack, and we potentially um, uh, have another opportunity. Barrett Pickering misses a field goal on the end of that, (laughs) where if he makes that field goal, we could have went for a field goal in the fourth quarter, which could have made it an eight-point game, right? I mean, Gary, why don't you jump in here and add to my frustration?
0: (laughs) No, that's well said. I mean, you get a three and out to uh, start the third quarter. And then you they end up getting sacked. Like you said, it takes you out of uh, rhythm, and then you miss the
2: field goal. I mean, that's a easily a, a big swing in the game. Now, Hockey, I mean, you know, what you were frustrated uh, at the beginning of the third quarter was kind of a, a change in play calling or game plan, right? Very effective run game in the first half, and you were flipping your mind on us throwing the ball, what appeared to be throwing into, uh, you know, Eight, eight defenders, essentially.
1: Well, basically playing into the game plan, I think, that Wisconsin wanted. They weren't trying to rush us. They'd have three guys and not even really try to rush. They'd kind of stay there. The interception, they were staying right at the line, You know, watching Martinez get your hands up, knock the ball down on his 20-yard sack. The guy that sacked him wasn't rushing. He was playing outside, and then eventually when Martinez started to kind of scramble out, that's when the, the rush came in on him. But the point was we were kind of playing into what they wanted. They wanted Martinez to sit in the pocket for 10 seconds, for 15 seconds, try to pick them apart and throw into eight-man coverage.
2: Okay, uh, Just really quick, I've been thinking about that a little bit. It's almost more like seven-man coverage because that was a good a good example of that. The last fourth down conversion failure was a good example. The tip, tip ball INT, it was a spy. It was really seven-man coverage with that fourth guy kind of just waiting around for Martinez to either scramble, right?
1: Yeah, and the main thing is is that what Wisconsin didn't want to see us come out and do was run option on them. They did not want to see Martinez being mobile so here's a team that, you know, was giving up 84 rushing yards a game. And that comes off of a week ago they played Iowa and they gave up like 83 yards or whatever. Iowa couldn't get to 100 yards rushing on these on these guys. And we have 273, and that includes our sack yards. We
2: would have yeah. been
1: over 300 yards rushing on these guys. And we were doing so well with that. Mills had 13 carries in the first half, four in the second half. That was working. And then we went there was a, the whole game came down to about a 5-minute period late in the second quarter that flipped everything the interceptions involved in that but there was also a five play stretch where we had an interception there was a run by dedrick mills went for 10 12 15 yards something like that and then incompletion 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 and it was just so inconsistent from that standpoint i mean i'm gonna sound like run the damn ball guy but i can't help it like today it was like literally run the damn ball if i was a wisconsin fan i'd be yelling the same thing at my coach too
2: the, it seems like if we we're going to talk about the long play scenario, what, what this game revealed again is the lack of depth in certain positions and the yes. running back, you know, Wandell's out and we've obviously don't have Washington any longer. Yeah. Mills looked great today. This is the Diedrich Mills we wanted to see all year long. Yeah. And he had 187 yards, I think, something like that. Correct. But, um, whether it was play calling or, or whatever, he did have to take himself out after some mm-hmm. plays, and uh, they're trying to, you know, use Wyatt Mazur and um he's just not as good as as Dietrich Mills. There's nothing wrong with that, and uh, that's we just don't have the depth at at
1: that position right now to actually run the damn ball, <laughs> you know. And that's the frustrating thing is before the game, in my mind, I'm thinking like, okay, today we have to make. You know, Diedrich Mills, the kind of the bell cow. We got to really run him, right? You know, so what does that mean? I don't know. 20, 25 carries. That doesn't seem outlandish. And to get done with the game in the C-17, I'm like, all right, you're right. We don't have the depth. And I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to pile on Missouri or whatever. I think he went up there and did the best that he could and everything. What we need is a couple of more Dedrick Mills kind of players from a recruiting standpoint. Whether that's a Ronald Tompkins next year can fill in in that kind of role, hopefully. I don't know. I mean, we, we've we got to be able to, to have more than just one guy that can get some carries there. But you saw a style of ball that worked. I mean, we were, we were pretty consistent moving the ball. We also could punch it in early in the game. We had two of our three touchdowns in the game during that first quarter and a half, the first 20 minutes. That's where we were actually producing points with our yards yeah it's all about finishing to me I, at this point i don't care about yards anymore last year we put up 520 like 20 yards on purdue and we scored 28 points this year we put up 320 yards on them and we put up 27 points those extra 200 yards meant nothing <laughs> you know in, in terms of yeah. on the scoreboard when you do think when you make mistakes and turnovers and penalties and all that well again today we didn't really have all those extra bad things we didn't penalize ourselves heavily. We weren't we had the one uh, interception but we weren't turning the ball over left and right. We played a pretty clean game. How are you only scoring 21 points off of 493 yards? I mean,
2: you're not finishing drives. Bottom line is we went into their territory a lot yep. and ultimately had to fail on multiple fourth down conversions and uh, and a field goal. I mean, and that's really really uh frustrating to see and and it seems like they're close, uh, but mm-hmm. close doesn't really get you a whole lot at this point because we're 4-6 and six and our, our backs are up against the wall. I do think that the offense showed some things today that you have to be excited about. It looked like the offense that you'd want to see from Scott Frost yes, in many definitely. ways. And I don't know how many plays we got. We definitely had a, a strategy. In the first quarter, there where we were taking time off the clock, we were not snap, snapping the ball in a hurry, and we were trying to to keep that uh, Wisconsin offense off the field, and it was effective for a while. But to your point, that stretch where we turned the ball over and had a essentially a four and out scenario um, was a huge factor because then we mm-hmm. got behind, and then we couldn't really quite
1: play that same game. And you can't you can't get behind Wisconsin. I mean, Frost has said that multiple times there. Gary, I'll, I'll ask you kind of the question that Frost talked about there. Do you feel like we're we're miles away, or do you feel like we're that close? I mean, or, or do you see a little bit of both in, in the team? Definitely a little bit of both. I definitely
0: like to see the amount of yards after contact. I mean, mm-hmm. we were just in yards after catch. That was just fantastic i think that's an improvement Mm -hmm. um so i'm gonna hang my hat on that i mean that's something to look forward to and and grow with but certainly the the inability to simply tackle uh the guy uh when you kick the ball off and and you get a touchdown and then you give up a an 89 yard kick off return yeah it's just a gut punch it just is so i definitely see this as a both sides but we got to move forward we got two games to win and get Mm -hmm. ourselves into that uh bowl
1: game and get us a seventh victory yeah, well, I'll tell you what, Dave. Yeah. I, I thought the offensive line looked as good as I've seen them look against a, a meaningful opponent today. I mean, they they to run the ball the way that we ran the ball. Uh, even if they were only bringing three, we were still there were pockets where I mean Martinez had an obscene amount of time at times to pick apart the defense. I mean, so I thought the O line for the most part looked the best I've seen it look this year and and hopefully that leads to success here in the next two games
2: yeah no that's a good point I know Wisconsin's D-line was a little beat up right mm-hmm. you know Byerson Williams was out for example but uh yeah you're right I mean after a couple of early sacks and then we had a couple more sacks in the fourth quarter were mm-hmm. late uh it was a pretty effective uh pass protection and then offensively like running the ball wise I mean they were executing their blocks for a change right mm-hmm. I mean that was they had got Mills some some room to run, and that was a, a huge difference. So that was it was great to see. Gary, you mentioned the special teams though. I mean, that kickoff return is so maddening, and and that has to get fixed next year. I don't know. Who our kickoff specialist is going to be, but we need someone that can put the ball deeper into the end zone. Uh, because it, it's like getting to the 12 yard line or something like that. It's, it's ridiculous. I know that was against the win in that in situation, but it just can't, can't happen that way. And you lose games on that. And that was a huge turning point. We got up to Honky's point. The whole goal in the first quarter is to take time off the clock and get a lead. You get the lead and you. Give it right back, right? That that was just
0: maddening. It was, but then in the second quarter, we scored that touchdown. We started on our own 27-yard uh, line, got down there, punched it in, mm-hmm. and hearing the words, Nebraska – Regains the lead. <laughs> that was delightful.
2: <laughs> there was a lot of good moments like that. I mean, you had to feel good at times watching the game because you're like, these guys, I mean, the running that Adrian showed, the decisiveness at times. Um, when he was throwing, it was relatively effect- re- effective. Effective. Uh, he just doesn't have a lot of weapons out there. I mean, it's JD, mm. Noah occasionally, or bust pretty much, right? I mean, it's just it's unbelievable the depth. We don't have a wide receiver either.
1: It was 20 minutes into the game, about five minutes in the second quarter, was the first time I think that we threw one of those side screens. What I was always saying, the dreaded ones that that we were doing left and right against Purdue to start the game, and this was actually a really effective one. I think we got about 10 yards. It, was it was a JD, I it was think. A JD, yeah. but as important was if you looked at the the blocking that he had outside there, it was Allen and Stoll, two tight ends. We're out yeah. there in front leading the way on one of those passes. This is something I'll have to watch some of the film. I just haven't had a chance to even look at. It. But all those outside zone runs that Mills had that looked wide open, I'd be curious to see how much did we have tight ends out there as opposed to if in weeks past, if that would have been you know, some of the receivers. Did we start to get a little bit more bulk on the outside? I didn't see Hickman at all playing receiver. I mean, that was kind of – we'd made a point of saying – Yeah, it's really interesting that he didn't. But I didn't see him out there. Now he has two games left, so I think maybe maybe it will be the next two games he'll play. Who knows? But we did see some other young guys, by the way. We did see Ty Robinson get out there for the first time this year and and provide some depth and, and on the D line because we didn't have Darian Daniels and Carlos Davis. So to have a little bit of additional depth, Casey Rogers got in there. Obviously Ty Robinson there. They held up pretty well. Green got in yes. and Finn Anderson, I believe.
2: So, yep. And yeah, I mean, I mean, the D line, I mean, I mean, there was probably some pushing around going on in the second half. I mean, the Wisconsin offensive line leans on you. Um, I, I would say that far more concerning again is, is missed tackles. I mean, yeah. it, it was, you know, the 55 yard touchdown pass. Uh, DiCaprio Boodle misses a tackle there. That he just doesn't mm-hmm. wrap up. Um, and I mean, Jonathan Taylor just breaks tackles like <laughs> a machine, doesn't he? Holy cow! Right, seventeen yard run where he's dragging guys for nine, ten yards. Wow. We we, we need
1: one of those guys. We held him to two oh eight or whatever, and, and honestly, feels like we I held I think, him. Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean his, I mean his running style. I mean he is a unique back. I mean he is not that big. But he is so powerful. Um, yeah, he, I, I think he's going to make a heck of a pro because he just seems like a, a back that has a full package. And we got to get those guys. I mean, Mills, I think, was great today. I want to see him run like that again. Um, I'd rather have Mills running like that and Wandell being able to be more versatile and, and more of the receiver that we think he is. Uh, but we, we need you know, we need to go out and figure out how to start recruiting Nebraska I backs like we used to have because that's a, f- a part of the formula, and yeah. we just haven't had them.
1: Well, you know? You, you know, not that we were concerned about Frost not being around here for a while, but but Gary, it sounds like he's at least going to have seven more years. Uh, based off of information this morning with the, the extension. We'll, ha- we'll have another seven years for him to to go out and get those running backs and get these other players. So, I mean, I guess as a booster, as a supporter of the program, how does that make you feel that we're showing support to this coach when other teams, the Florida States and Arkansas, they've they've made moves on guys already that have been hit there as long as, as Frost? I like the fact that
0: uh, Moose in the athletic department is uh, they're standing by their guy, and rightfully so. And uh, I have that just make, gives you more confidence and uh, makes me want to donate more money, to be honest. <laughs> That's awesome. It, it's a long-term play, right, yeah, It's Gary? a long-term I mean, you play. You just got
2: to believe that, That I mean, this whole talk about Frost over his head and all that type of stuff, from an alumni-based standpoint, he's our age, right? I mean, mm-hmm. we're going to be through this thick and thin with, this, with him and, and his coaching staff. And, you know, I mean, it, it's just one of those things where it's going to take longer than we want, right?
0: Absolutely. And patience
2: is the key. Yeah, because I think the foundation, as we talked about in the last show, I mean, the foundation is taking longer to build, but once we get there, um, it's, it, the yo-yo is going to stop, right? I think we have mm-hmm. to, I mean, the fact is the Big Ten West is getting better, which honestly is, is okay, guys, because that means once we get there too, uh, it's not going to be a weak schedule. It, it's going to mean we're going to earn it. And, uh, the Big Ten West is not going to be a pushover any longer. And we're going to be a part of that. And it might take a few extra years than we wanted, but, uh, I still believe that it's in the right direction. So. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, um, it's a rapid reaction, so we can can wrap this up here pretty quick, and uh, we'll have a, a full show uh, in a couple of
1: days. Uh, Honky, anything else you want to leave the listeners with? I, I will leave on a positive note here. I feel better coming out of that game based off the good things I saw than what I did g- coming into the game. I saw Martinez, I think, play at times his best football of the season, at times today. And I think that that's a very good sign. I saw the offensive line play at times its best football of the season today. And that's a good sign too. And so we're I I believe that we're going to go out and win next week. I, I think that we're going to get that fifth win and I think that we're going to it's going to set us up to have what hopefully can be a really fun and exciting Black Friday game against the rival Iowa, and having something on the line for us. I mean, having a fan base that – I mean, it could be a crazy moment in there if we can get to that bowl game and we can get there over, over the Hawkeyes. And so, you know, one step at a time, we got to win next week first. But I saw enough things on the field today that that leave me excited to – to think that you know we can build off of this for next week and, and beyond, and hopefully just get a couple guys back too. I mean, my goodness, we need to. Yep. We we can't. You certainly can't have you know three or four starters out again. That's for sure.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's absolutely right. All right, sounds good, Gary. Anything else you want to add? Are you going to be at the Black Friday game?
1: Uh,
0: maybe. Yep. <laughs> we'll yeah. see how uh, you Maryland travel goes first. For it. So, yeah, yeah
2: sure. I hear you. I understand.
0: You yeah. Well, what? hopefully. Go ahead Gary. Oh I, I like the fact that we're not having a snap issue anymore. We're not talking about errant snaps. So yep. that's that's a good positive thing. We're not having yeah. a a copious amount of of flags and penalties. Mm-hmm. That's huge. We're not having an abundance amount of turnovers. So there are some things that we're doing or we're, we're actually blocking better, we're engaged. We're looking I mean we're just, we we we're, we're we're heading the right direction. Patience and uh, let's see what next week brings. So,
2: yeah absolutely. I mean, I think they the the I mean team looked engaged and, and played hard the whole way. They just didn't have enough bullets in the gun. It didn't seem like so all right, guys. Well for uh, this rapid reaction, let's call that a go big redcast
0: g we go big red.